It's 420, 76 degrees. Tim Dittman with you on the Friday edition of the DWS News Hour. Ricardo Diaz joins us from the CU Immigration Forum. We hope as well to have Tom Garza from the uh, Immigration Forum stop by as well. But right now we have Ricardo in the studio. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Always a pleasure. All right, CU Immigration Forum. For folks in the community who are not familiar with what you guys do, give us a quick summary. Well, we are a group from students, faculty, community people interested in, uh, we have four or five missions or, or sections, but what was interesting, we started out advocating for immigrants when things were really tough, and our last point used to be, and, and we highlight the contributions of immigrants. With the years, we've realized that it's actually the, the, the latter, the latest one was the best one. We highlight the contributions of immigrants in the community. Uh, we're 30 million, I mean 30,000 people in the county are foreign born. Uh, and so we have a huge economic impact. And on the other hand, there are some of the, of the foreign born that have all kinds of issues with the system. Some of it is immigration, but most of them are just, you're moving to a new place in which language, health, educational systems are different from what you grew up with and so adjusting to that is part of our mission yeah and so what are uh, to that end what are some of the services that you offer or help that you offer to those folks so the immigration forum is is uh, not a service organization in that over the years the members of the forum have gone on and founded or fortified the others okay. so uh, the refugee center um, Immigration Services of Champaign-Urbana and then the New American Welcome Center, uh, they're more into the service side directly, whether this year particularly because of COVID, housing, uh, and just survival. You know, as, 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 as you've heard, immigrants were, were highly impacted by the virus, uh, the frontline workers, uh, the low-income immigrants. And so they survived that and, and, Organizing that help has has been part of our contribution. We, as Immigration Forum, narrowed towards the advocacy part. So we're having a retreat in a couple of weeks uh, to talk about policy, to actually involve sectors of, of our society that doesn't usually think of itself as immigrant-friendly or immigrant-involved. Uh, uh, I think of all the rural areas uh, that... You know, whether you have the pickers uh, or the detasseling or so many other jobs that out in the country are still done by immigrants uh, because they need to be done by somebody and you need it in crunch. Uh, in the cities, we have uh, advocacy from the, you know, in the kitchens, Champaign-Urbana. You don't go into a restaurant and not realize that even the Chinese restaurants has has other kinds of immigrants in the back. Uh, but also advocating for what happens to all those students that come and get their, get their PhD and then the immigration system says, and you go back home now. Mm -hmm. uh, we educate them and then they leave. We don't, and we force them out. We don't think of incorporating them into our economy after training them at the highest level. So advocating for those issues and for, for those different kinds of people is all part of our mission. Ricardo Diaz with us from CU Immigration Forum. I know uh, there's a, a big migrant population up in Rantoul, right? A lot of jobs up there, factory jobs, jobs outdoors, correct? Yeah, there, there is a population up there. Uh, there's a lot more here in Urbana-Champaign uh, as, as a total numbers. But Rantoul has had the meatpacking plant, and as uh, different... 
laws have come into place. They started bringing in uh, also Africans. So our Congolese population has a high relationship, any uh, factory jobs because of just government relations and being able to bring people in. Um, so they were highly affected by uh, by the virus early on. The meatpacking plant wasn't set up to individualize people, and so it was really hard for them at the beginning. Ricardo Diaz from CU Immigration Forum with us in the studio. Tom Garza, also with the forum, has just arrived. Thank you for joining us, sir. Hi, sorry I'm late. Oh, no worries, no worries. We've been talking about the forum, what you guys do, and issues impacting uh, local immigrants. Now that you're both here, either one of you can take this question. Um, the COVID vaccine uh, and efforts to get the immigrant population to take it, is there any hesitancy there? What are you guys seeing? Uh, it's, I, I think there is a similar hesitancy amongst uh, the immigrant population as there are amongst the native-born yeah. population. There are a lot of people that don't know that much about it. They're not sure about it, uh, that sort of thing. I don't think it's any greater. Oh, no, it's not greater. And I would say it's, it's less issue of, of uh, the hesitancy about the vaccine, but more worries about uh, the convenience of it. What do I do with my kids when I have to walk in? Because as an immigrant family, you, you all move together, right? Uh, more of what happens to me if I'm pregnant. It's an informational kind of thing, but not, uh, not as a rejection of the virus. It's uh, of, of the virus vaccine itself. There's no, I, I don't feel like there, there's any particular yeah. pushback. Yeah. In other words, access to it is what you're talking yeah. about. And like you said, what do I do about child care while I'm going to get yeah. this? Or mm -hmm. a misunderstanding. You know, a lot of immigrants had COVID. Uh, mm -hmm. So once you had COVID, do you need to take the vaccine? You know, I've already been sick. They say that once you have it, what are you going to do? So teaching people about what that is and then, and then the convenience of it. Now that the health department has it on Friday's open door, that makes it a lot easier because before you had to show up. And if you got two jobs and you got to fit it in, it was hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tom, uh, Ricardo and I, before you arrived, we're talking about the upcoming policy retreat that you guys have. Do you want to highlight on that and what big issues you expect to talk about? Well, there, we're going to talk about a lot of things, hopefully. It kind of depends on who shows up and, and what they have on their mind, of course, because we, as a forum, we're you know a collection of different people working on issues together. And so whatever is important to the group is what is important to us. So we're hoping people will bring uh, their experience and their ideas along with them. And, and we I can think share that, that one, one thing that's coming up for, for us that, that is helping us prep issues is the fact that on Monday, the, the, the county uh, board is having a study session on immigrant needs. Okay. Mm. And so at six o'clock on Monday, their, their finance chair has, is convening. And so we'll be going over some of those issues. Housing, but not just housing because we're kind of in a glut, but also housing, buying housing is a big deal right now, right? It's a hot market. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yet we have thousands of new apartments, uh, for students. That is, Family housing is a big problem right now for everybody, but when you're looking at what used to be low-income housing or low, you know, where, where the prices were more accessible, mm -hmm. it really cuts out. If you look at the whole Midwest, it, it's a donut. The centers were, were decaying. Immigrants come, they buy up, they put up their little shop, and they, and they, and they move the economy uh, in a different way. Well, when the whole market is hot, uh, both housing and for buying up a property to set up your shop, it's hard. 
folks want to learn more about your organization or if they want to help support you guys or maybe they know an immigrant uh, who needs a particular service, how can they find you? How can they reach out? Probably the, the, the best way is to do Google CU Immigration Forum. They'll find uh, our, our group probably the, the way you found us. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, there's also a hotline, uh, La Linea, The Line, uh, is a way that we receive people. The, the New American Welcome Center has been running that line for the last couple of years. And that's at the YMCA on that, campus, correct? That's right. So uh, if you just type, uh, well, for Spanish speakers, La Linea, but the French speakers use it, the Chinese speakers use it, La Linea on Google, uh, see, you know, La Linea Champagne okay. will get them to somebody to answer the phone, especially those with an immediate need. It'll get channeled to the right person or, or or entity in town. Sure. Tom, before we wrap up, anything you'd like to add? Um, well, I'm not sure what I missed <laughs> <laughs> while I was out driving around taking the scenic tour of this part of town, which was very nice. Uh, no, I just, I think this is a good time for everyone to, to take a, a moment and really think about what uh, is important in their lives because uh, we're uh, coming out of the pandemic, you know, with, with people hopefully coming out of the pandemic, at least coming out with part one or two or maybe part three of the pandemic, um, it's, it's a good opportunity for people to reassess their uh, values and, and what they hope to do and what they hope to have happen. And uh, so I just think this is a great time for us to like move forward now because a lot of people have been had that introspective period and, and they're ready to like start something new. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and being friendly towards immigrants, uh, we really do live in a very immigrant-friendly community. Yeah. Uh, we have lots of people to help and, and uh, volunteer. And so I think it just complements the general atmosphere of, of who we are in this area. We're just friendly. We want to do better. And immigrants incorporate into that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Be good neighbors, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, good information, gentlemen. We appreciate you stopping by.